Queen Kimmy, U.S. Army retired combat veteran, known for her no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is approach in teaching, speaking, and coaching, delivering high-energy, power-packed coaching, courses, and workshops that change and impact lives with real-life experience and interactive lessons. Are you a service-based visionary, entrepreneur, speaker, or coach with a deeply powerful message, but you struggle with the confidence to share it with the world? Queen Kimmy 101 helps you confidently speak up with confidence, clarity, and boldness. Transform your life and business. Get over fear, doubt, and excuses. Find the confidence to speak, lead, and truly be who you are. Welcome to the Boss Effect Podcast, a podcast that helps you comfortably rock in life and business. The show where you learn what it takes to be your own boss, your one-stop shop for tips, tools, and resources, your sweet spot for digital online business startup. When you are looking for your next step in life and business, we've got you covered. Where emerging entrepreneurs come to level up their game with your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. The Boss Effect brings you guests from all walks of life, all different backgrounds. But one thing that they all have in common is that they are bosses. They are owning their lane. And today we have Shanta Moore, a motivational speaker, gospel recording artist, published author, TV personality, host of Try, Tested, Conquer. Who the Inspiration Zone, TV personality. Oceana Production Network Studios, and the list goes on and on. I think it's safe to say that this young lady is using all of her gifts and talents to make a difference in the world. And without further ado, I'm going to say, Shanta, welcome to the Boss Fed. Yes, yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Good morning. How did I do with that introduction? Girl, you were right on point. I was like, Jesus, if she read one more thing, they're going to think I'm the bionic woman. <laughs> you are, you are, you are. And you know what you don't know is that when I first started out in my journey, you were so inspirational to me on my journey. I kind of nicknamed you the hometown hero. Oh, That's what we called you. I was like, oh, my hometown hero on. What's she talking about today? And it was all because you wrote a book and that book was tried, tested, and conquered. And I just want to say thank you for doing that because we don't really believe that when we show up, we give other people permission to do so. And in you showing up, you gave me that permission to soar. Thank and you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Now you need to talk about something else because I'm crying. Okay. Well, it was on the strength of that that I was like, I need you to come on here and tell your story. I want to know, like, coming from where we came from and what we went through, where we are now, people see our success and they're like, oh, oh, but they don't know that that's a journey. So I want to talk about that journey today. Is that okay with you? Yes, ma'am. Yes, right. ma'am. First, I want to say thank you. I've always been the interviewer not the interviewee. I've had a lot of people to say, I know your story. I know your struggle. And, and they know tidbits, but nobody's really ever said, okay, you know what? I want to learn why you do what you do. So I thank you for this opportunity. I guess for me, my journey started growing up in the South. Religion was big and it was regardless of where you went or where you attended, it was always like this boxed way of that you were supposed to do things. And so I think that once I graduated high school and moved away from my hometown, I realized that I didn't have to live in that box. Granted, we all need a foundation. I believe that our foundation opens up 
pathways to get us to the best us. I'm grateful that I was able to journey outside of that box. And I was able to look back at my life a little different. I didn't look back at it as being the victim of you know, rape. I didn't look back at it as being the victim of bone cancer. I didn't look back at it as being, you know, bullied on. I look back at it as my journey and the things that strengthened me to be able to be a voice for other people that are really falling victim where those things are intended to break them. And I've had a lot of people to say to me, you know, you just seem so strong, like nothing ever bothers you. Oh, Jesus, late in the midnight hour is all I can say. Uh, <laughs> there's there some tears. That's all I can say. But I believe that if you're going to talk about it, you got to be about it. And transparency is how we grow best. So my journey is not even really for me. I was able to journey through it. I was blessed through it to be able to be a living testament for someone else. As a child, I was diagnosed with a rare bone cancer. And it had me, I guess you could say different. I walked around with a lamp and, you know, kids are cruel. Yeah. And so a lot of the names that I was called, a lot of the picking on that I dealt with, I remember my mom saying to me, if the only thing that people can find wrong with you is the thing that you were created for, the one thing God chose you to go through, then baby, you A-okay. That was the key thing for me. So at that moment, I didn't focus on my physical handicap that everybody seemed to see. I focused on the inside. What was I believing about me? You know what? I couldn't control the limp. It was there. Didn't have nothing to do with it, but I could control how cute I was when I walked out of the house. I could control how my hair looked. I could control how my clothes looked. And so for me, if you focus more so on the areas that you feel are shortcomings, then you're going to always come up short. But if you focus on those strengths, and I guess the whys matter, but everybody's why doesn't matter, if that makes sense. You know? mm, so um, that does make sense. I like I that don't, too. I don't know, drowning in the details of a thing. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, what am I doing right now? I always tell my children, you know, the hand that you were dealt, we played that mug to win. The person mm -hmm. next door to you, they could have been dealt that same hand and failed at it. But I believe the things that we come up against, they're for our good. So all of the darkness and God, the list can go on and on and on and on. I just choose not to dwell on it. Did it break me? Absolutely not. I believe that it made me into the woman that I am today. Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. So, Shanta, I, I want to say something. I feel like I already known you before I met you because my wife, not just my wife, but her brother, they used to talk about, well, her brother always talked about this female that had this voice <laughs> that just could sing. And he was like, bro, you need to get on one of your track sheets, man. She's a dope artist, man. She could sing. But then all of a sudden, I don't know if you had moved away from Moultrie, but you had stopped singing that type of music. So I never got a chance to meet you or get a chance to get you on a song with me. But then my wife used to always talk about you as well. And I never put the two together because she was always talking about, yeah, I used to go to church and this one girl, she just used to get up and just make the whole church cry. She just had this voice, just had this voice. So my question for you is, when did you wake up and find out I have this gift and I want to share this gift that I have with the world? I don't think I had much choice. The family that I'm woven from, that was my reality when I realized what a reality was. Singing was around my home. I come from a family full of ministers. And obviously the demand on ministers is to 
minister. And a lot of people think that that is standing up behind a podium, you know, wipe your head because you're sweating with a towel that no, there are so many other areas of ministry. And so my mother was in high demand. I think she has played for every church <laughs> within a 50 mile radius of where we're from. I used to tell people all the time that woman could sing you straight to heaven's gates. She was a walking band, a minister of music. Mom played the keyboard, piano, guitar, drums, and I don't play a thing. I told her, I said, mama, wait a minute, you missed it somewhere, you know? But the one thing that she did give me that I was blessed to have is the voice. And I remember the very first time that I stood up in front of an audience, and it was an audience of my family at a family reunion. And I sang for the first time, I think I was nine years old. You know, back then it was the VHS tapes telling my age, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, when we were able to get the family reunion tape and we watched it back, I saw myself different. I was like, wait a minute, I can do that too? You know, I, wow. And so I went from being a tomboy, uh, you know, playing basketball, uh, chasing and beating up folks' sons to actually, you know, going, wait a minute, I'm a part of this, you know? And so, um, and like you said, uh, once upon a time, I was um, jazz artist, R&B artist, neo-soul artist. I think the world can call it whatever they want. I've always sang from a passionate place. I remember I did, it's been a long time coming. Uh-uh, don't do that. Don't, I, I'm, don't I'm not, I'm not, but it's amazing because, and, and I'm bringing that up because I was in a restaurant. I was booked there every weekend. I, you know, groove session. I had my band, the whole nine, we were there. And um, there was something about those words that spoke to my spirit, man. We all have that part of us, regardless of what we believe uh, or what we don't believe. We all have an inner being that really speaks to us. It's amazing. Child, I went straight to church with that song and I, I did not realize it. Um, I was gone. I, I was, you know, I was gone. That's right. I was That's gone. right. What's wrong with and, uh, it's amazing. I sang myself off the stage because I felt how gone I was. And tears were flowing because at that time I had just come through a bad marriage. A lot of people don't know that my family and I were the subject of my kids being kidnapped. And there was a lot that was going on. So for me to sing, a change gonna come. And for me to really believe it, and I got chills talking about it right now. You Ooh, know, I just got those same um, chills. It's, it was like, Ooh. I gotta believe that. I gotta know that. Regardless of what, um, uh, whatever we wanna call it, the enemy, the adversary, the devil, the crazy, the negative, whatever you wanna call it, is trying to convince me I have to accept, I know a change gonna come. With tears down, running out of my face, I went to the bathroom and my stylist is like, oh my God, let me, let me fix your eyelashes, let me do it. I'm just like, just leave me alone. And I heard my then fiance say, for those of you that know what just took place, give her a minute. But for those of you that don't, she'll be all right. You know, and it was like, wait a minute, no matter what I see, no matter where I go, it comes from a pure, area of love on the inside of me to be able to connect with people so whether it was jazz whether it was r&b as a matter of fact hey i did a hip-hop song you know and it did very well 
now, yes, I am a motivational speaker. I am a gospel recording artist. Does that mean I don't love myself some Luther Vandross? Child, you better watch your mouth. Does that not mean that I don't remember Freddie Jackson? Hey, he's over there in the stash somewhere. Um, because I believe that music speaks to a, a certain place of us that folks yeah. just can't reach. You just blew my mind with that saying, you know, that someone had mentioned me and you just knew that you needed to get that person, but you didn't know me. And now yet here yeah. we are. I just think that's crazy how, how things work. You know, and you know what I think is crazy is the way your voice still is able to touch and send chills when you speak. Like when you say, oh, I took back that tingle and I felt that same tingle that I felt when you sing when you were a little girl, when your mama would fuss at us and make us do all that stuff in the choir. <laughs> now, you know I cannot sing. But I want to cry. She's like, you can do whatever. You got a voice. Open your mouth. And I'm thinking to myself, look at here, woman. Yes. I can't sing. And she would have us up there. But when she would open her mouth, that same effect, is it just happened just now while you're talking. So I believe wholeheartedly. Sometimes things are working and you don't even know what they work, what they are. And you just have to trust it. And I love the fact that you own that. Because that's what boss stands for. Mm. Boss stands for bold, outspoken, mm. soulful storytellers. Because when you are a when you are bold, I will never forget, I was told, you was bold in them streets. You better be bold for God. I'm like, you don't tell me what to do with Ben. Reverend Green would run out there and he would say, you was down at the two time around being bold. Oh, it used to be called, it was a club called the second, second time, time around. around. You know, whole time. And uh, he would say, you was down at the two time around being bold. <laughs> so when you come out for your what you soulfully stand for, you have to bring that same boldness for what you stand yes. for. And you have to be outspoken and stand for something and be able to advocate for what you stand for. And that comes from your soul. Yeah. So it doesn't matter the type of music or the type of message. It's the power behind the words and the meaning of the message. And it comes from your soul. Mm -hmm. So I ask you, when you say, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, does being a bold, outspoken, soulful storyteller like resonate with you? No. I've had so many people to come and say to me, I used to watch you walking around. You could tell something was wrong with you. You, you had this limp, but it seemed like it didn't matter. That's the way I live mm -hmm. my life. Um, mm. I believe those things that are on the inside of us that resonate with other people. I do believe that we have power on the inside mm. of us. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. And a lot of people are so busy trying to be like what they see as opposed mm. to learning who they were created to be. Okay, Monday morning, 10 at 10. I've been doing that for three years now. When I got the instructions to do that, I was like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, there are enough so-called Facebook preachers and I don't want to be one of them. So can you give me something else to do? And it was amazing, you know, when you have an assignment, you have an assignment, period. Exactly. And until you take and journey that assignment, you're going to be miserable. You know, and I remember the very first time uh, that I did it, that, that video three years ago uh, reached over 17,000 people and I had never done it like that before. And playing this day, I heard, okay, you're going to do this every Monday morning at 10 a.m. I'm not writing down anything, never had a script. You know, it was just like right now, whatever needs to be released to the world, whatever needs to be released to the atmosphere. Did I focus on numbers? No. So I really live my life like that. And I actually have to go back and watch the broadcast to be able to hear 
what is being spoken. Because when I am being used at in that moment, I can't tell you what I just said. You know, and at first that was very scary. But it's just like with me standing up on a stage singing. Wherever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That inner being, wherever that spirit leads me, I am not taking no credit for that. And give me a minute because I don't remember what I did. So I just lived my life. It's like, okay, we're in this moment. This is what, you know, is resonating down in my belly saying that I need to say or I need to do. Then I just go on to the next. Um, Because I feel like, honestly, um, you all, if we focus on the gift that we do have, we'll wind up comparing ourselves to other people. People will tell me all the time, hey, Chanta girl, you sound just like your mom or you can sing or you can do this. And I'm like, I don't know if I sound like her because the chick was bad. I don't know if I sound like her, uh, but I want to be the best me that I was created to be. Yes, Um, yes. Because once upon a time, it was like, oh my God, I love Yolanda Adams. Oh, I want to sing like Yolanda Adams. Oh, matter of fact, I did a couple of Yolanda Adams songs in my home church back home. But I'm not Yolanda Adams. I want to stop you right there because that's huge and that's very significant. Because a lot of people start out in the gate, and I did that same thing too. When I started out speaking, I started out speaking, trying to act like Lisa Nichols. Yes. I'm watching Lisa Nichols, yes. like, hey, everybody, yes, yes, yes. yes. you know, and like, wait a minute, hold up. I heard this saying, Les Brown, y'all know Les Brown is my baby, y'all know that's my baby. And Les Brown, he quoted Mother Teresa, and he said, Your life, you should live your life as if you know that you are a pencil in the hand of God. I agree with that. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Okay. You are a pencil in the hand of God. I was talking to somebody the other day and she told me, you can't be bold like that. God don't like that. I said, baby, let me tell you something. Do you think God cared what the darkness thought when he said, let there be light? (laughs) Come on. Come on. So miss me with that. (laughs) So I want you to tell me what was that moment for you, that pivotal moment? Like, I just want you to stay right. I don't want you to tell me about it. I want you to tell me how did that feel and how did you know when that happened? Because somebody listening wants to know, like, I know that this is me and I know that 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 gift is in me and I know I'm supposed to be doing this thing, but I'm so scared right now. I'm scared of failure. I'm scared of rejection. Like, I hear you talking, but I want to. I want to. It's like the guy that you chose because he was cute. And even though you knew he was dating like the most popular girl in the school, you still knew that you had a chance. You had that same level of boldness. Oh, no, that's okay. That's all right. He didn't see me today, but I'm coming, right? Or it's like that girl that, you know what? Man, look, she with the football quarterback. That's all right, though, because I got something that he didn't have. We have to look at our lives that way. We have to look at it as bold and taking control of me. You know, I look at where I am right now. Never would I have told you that I would have written not one but two books. I've been writing songs since I was nine years old, but I never thought that I would have wrote a book. But writing is writing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, what box do we put ourselves in? Never would I have told you that I would have wrote a screenplay. Never would I have told you that I'm now been blessed with a 12-episode sitcom, I guess you could say. Um, I'm not really about all the hee-hee-ha-ha funny, more so of the motivation. Never would I have told you that writing the poetry would turn into a song would turn into a screenplay, would turn into a book, would turn into TV work. So the bottom line is, what's bothering you? What's keeping you up at night? That's all you can think about. You know, even though you got all of the craziness going on around you, 
okay, I heard that plain this day. What is your outlet? Because your outlet mm-hmm. is going to be different from the next person. You know, my son mm-hmm. plays drums. He could just be sitting in a room and all of a sudden you hear tapping. That's on the inside mm-hmm. of him. You know, so that thing that's on the inside of you, everybody's not necessarily going to agree with. And I guess for mm-hmm. me, that happened honestly when I was 11 years old and going through being on crutches and I can't run around and play anymore and I can't, you know, play basketball like I used to. I can't jazz dance like I used to. I had to mm-hmm. listen to that voice on the inside of me. And now I realize that if God wouldn't have sat me down at that time, I don't think I'd be who I am today because it shifted my focus. Instead of what I saw everybody else doing, I had to get to know Shanta. A lot of people don't know I had to learn how to walk again at 12. No, we succeed this at two, one, you know, why why am I having to go backwards? But there was a certain tenacity Uh built in that area of my life. And once I got to know the inner me, I realized that it was greater than anything that I had tried to do. That's right. So let me ask you this. When you started your journey, what part did your family play in this? Like, were they very supportive? Did they did they fall off? Or, you know, what part did they play in your journey, on, 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 your, on this journey in your life now? Oh, wow. I hope they don't see this interview. Um, oh, well, my grandmother passed away uh, four years ago. And I did a live recording in our hometown. Now, it was supposed to just be a recording, right? And I was going to record this latest single at my home church. Lord, it turned into a concert. And I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't ready for this. Right. So uh, we got the live recording done, but the church was packed full of people. And I want, I want you to catch what I'm saying here. Coming from a town where if you didn't go to this church, you didn't matter. If you went to this church, there was a certain Uh, standard. If you went to this church, you know, and how dare you be a part of this church and go uh, to that church. I was blessed to be able to see someone from each church, black and white, all filling the seats of Live Oak Missionary Baptist Church on one accord, one vision. And to me, that's ministry. And I remember my grandmother said, this is all I ever wanted for you. Keep going. Family is going to walk away. People are going to scandalize your name. But keep going. That keep going, it might as well be on all the walls in my home. Because she was called home to be with the Lord three months later. And here I am. I'm keeping going. You know, so it's. I believe that people are placed in our lives to be teachers. We can call them ministers, motivational speakers, uh, whatever we want to call them. Are you learning Mm. something? And what I've learned from this journey is even though family did not support me, grandmama said that they were going to have to come back and make that thing right as long as I was standing on right and righteousness. Mm. They're my biggest fans today. Mm. They're my biggest supporters today. If we keep going, everything will line up exactly the way we need it. But if we focus on the fact that your family did not support you, then you're not going to move. I sit here now. They all have 
both of my books. <laughs> they all have my blessed fragrances. They are, you know what I'm saying? And they all have my CDs. So in the beginning, no. But now they're right. You know what? I love that you said that. You said they have your fragrances, they have your CDs, they have your books. Tell us what you're doing right now, like some of the things that you have going on. Um, I am a published author. I do have three albums, a gospel nominated 15 times now, three awards, fragrances. I have my own fragrance line. Uh, there was a gentleman that owned a, a massive fragrance company and he heard my song Favored and uh, found me, hunted me down. He said that song spoke to me and I heard plain as day, bless her with her own fragrance one. And when I got ready to walk out the door, he said, I don't know. I just hear plain as day, give you four more, give you four more, not purchase, give you four more. So that started my fragrance journey. Um, and I do believe in the power of prayer. I do believe that we can be big, bad, and bold enough to think that we can accomplish this journey without prayer. You better pray to somebody because you ain't going to be able to figure it out all on your own. And so the fragrance lines, they are on my online e-commerce store. We have favored, we have timeless, we have victorious, we have determination. Do you see a combination with this? You know, it's like, we're going to speak that thing as though it already is. You're having some issues. I tell you what, when you spread in the atmosphere, when you put it in your oil burner, when you put on the fragrance lotion, when you take a shower with the fragrance gel, I want you to remember that you're as determined as you choose to be so from the books the fragrances the cds i do own opns which is uh ocean eye productions mm -hmm. network studios so we deal with commercials advertisement talk shows the whole nine it's not much i'm not doing because i'm a mama mm -hmm. first but you know what i'm gonna test you we have a game that we play with everybody who comes on the boss effect and the games change from season to season because our sponsors <laughs> change. And so this episode is being brought to you by our sponsors, The Gentleman Club. And we want to say what? We really appreciate The Gentleman Club. If you want to take the time to look good, smell good, and grooming is a thing for you, make sure you check out The Gentleman's Club, mycitymymusic.com for all their grooming needs. Mm. All right. Now, before we jump into that, The Gentleman's Club was actually on our show. And they're the sponsors for this segment of this game. And the game goes like this. You're a boss today and you have so much knowledge, skills, and experience that made you a boss. So therefore, if I took everything from you, you have nothing but a truck, your name, and $100. Tell her the rules. She can't do what, babe? You can't borrow from friends or family. You have to use your own products your own knowledge, your own resources. And don't nobody know you. Yeah. You brand new. So I've been there, mm -hmm. done that. I turned my laundry room into a recording studio. I recorded my very first single. I bought $5 CDs. I bought $2 and some change printing labels. I burned my own CDs. I created my own labels. I stuck the sticky on the front of the CD. I bought the little clear jewel cases. I know I'm speaking <laughs> this language. And uh, I had them always in my vehicle. One of the things I heard Bishop T.D. Jakes say is as an entrepreneur, you're always on. So you say 10,000, we'll go there. But I did so much more. 
no borrowing from anybody, no borrowing from family, sometimes for a long time being a one-man show. So yeah, I would do it all over again, the exact same because it has led me to write. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me throw a little wrench in the game. So, okay. you know that we're now in more of a digital era. So how would you do that in the digital world? You have to study this show that self-approved. So when the winds change, you can either sit around and complain about it, or you can figure out which way the wind is blowing. Cause I want to flow with the this. flow, right? So I was once in radio, in the studio, on your dial, you get in the radio, the car, you can turn me on. Well, digital came up, right? So it's like, wait a minute, I got to learn the way this digital work. It cost me nothing but my time. So I learned, I self-taught myself how to run, not just be a host on, not just be a personality on, but to actually birth, develop, and run a station. You gave me $100? <laughs> That's cool. It cost me about $72 to birth OPNS 97.1. And to this very moment, we reach 12 countries. To this very moment, you know, we're 24-7 inspiration. So you gotta, I tell I told my kids all, all their lives, life is gonna throw you curveballs. Curve with mm. it. Curve with it. Because if you're complaining about the curve. You don't miss the blessing that was in the curve waiting. So curve with it. Mm. Let me say this. Since you said that, what's That's something I like that. That, that was that was boss. That, like, that was a boss. That was a boss message right there. That was boss. Can you give some inspiration to the listeners out there? Something that you want them to know, know you by? Something that can leave value for them. Being an overcomer is on the inside of you. Regardless of when your issues started. You have some people that their reality is they were being violated as children. They were being abused as children. They were being taught that they, you know, no more important than the dirt that you walk on. That, unfortunately, is a lot of people's reality. And when you don't deal with the brokenness at a young age, you basically just grow up as a Come on now. I do believe that we have to believe that I am an overcomer. I had a son, well, have a son that battled with psychological issues and he used to get himself in trouble all the time. So can you imagine me with him at four saying, no, repeat after me. I am an overcomer. An overcomer, I am. So that's what I believe in. To Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an IE. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.